Thanks for tuning in to the Behavior Chef Podcast. My name is Clint Evans, and I hope you had a great new year. I'm really glad to be back with you now, bringing you episode 40, our first episode of 2022. And as promised, we have a fantastic guest, Shantae Gold. I want to give you the rundown before we get into the episode. We talked a lot about entrepreneurship, being a BCBA, going off the beaten path of the typical route of a BCBA, and what it is to be a BCBA who needs a coach, who needs some help of their own. So we dove into uh, some behavioral aspects of being an entrepreneur, some behavioral aspects about nutrition and behavior, and uh, we really just spent time talking about how to grow a business uh, outside the norm of ABA, applying things to health, wellness, and nutrition. And Shante really dove into her program that is specific to behavior analysts, uh, which is kind of a one-of-a-kind thing. We do that here as well at Behavior Chef, but she focuses solely on the crowd of behavior analysis. So I really hope that you get something from the episode. I hope that it helps you uh, with your New Year's resolutions. And as always, feel free to reach out, rate the episode, share it, put it in your Instagram feed, in your stories, tag us. We would love to see this episode help someone out there on their way to trying to become an entrepreneur in some sense outside of the norm of ABA or work on their own health-related behaviors because that's what we're here to do. Without further ado, here's episode 40 with Shantae Gold. You're tuning in to the Behavior Chef podcast, where nutrition meets behavior. Team Behavior Chef are experienced professionals in applied behavior analysis and nutrition coaching who strive to bring helpful conversations centered around healthful behaviors because you deserve your health. Now let's get to the episode. Here are your hosts, Clint Evans and Tony Chambers. Hey, thank you for joining this episode of the Behavior Chef podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Clint Evans. You won't hear Tony on this episode, and I know that might make some of you sad. I'm sorry. But we have an equally impressive, if not cooler, replacement, and she definitely has more hair than he does. Um, That's a joke for him. Tony's bald. So. I am joined today with Shante Gold, none other than Path to Goals on Instagram. You are the one of the OG BCBA fitness folks, and so uh, very excited. Shante, I, I always steal a little thunder from the guests. I apologize, but take 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 whatever I've started there and run with it. Tell us about yourself. Well, thank you very much, Clint. Thank you for having me here. I feel very honored. Um, well, hello, everybody. My name is Shante Gold, owner of the Path to Goals, also uh, previously known as the Path to Gold. I just re- um, changed my business name, um, but I have been a BCBA for two years and I've been in the field of ABA for almost seven years. Um, I'm sorry, I've been a BCBA for two and a half years. I don't know, I can't keep track. Um, but I've been in business for I, yeah, I've been in business for two years. So I started my business like right after I became a BCBA. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Um, what would you like to know specifically on what uh, what got you into the field of ABA? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's very common story. I just kind of stumbled upon it. I was going through a career transition. I used to be a makeup artist for eight years and I was ready to do something else because I hated it. And I had my degree in sociology. And so I had a friend who was working with kids on the spectrum and I reached out to him and asked him about it. And he said, yeah, you should absolutely try it out. I love it. You should come apply to my company. 
Um, so I quit my job and, (laughs) (laughs) uh, before that I wanted to get some experience working with kids. Um, so I took a trip to Peru for three months and lived in Peru with my family. I'm half Peruvian. So uh, while I was there, I volunteered at an orphanage and um, hung out with kids and started working with kids and um, put stuck that on my resume (laughs) when I came back. So it was kind of like killing two birds with one Mm -hmm. stone. I was like, okay, I can go travel, visit my family. I can get some experience working with kids. Um, and then I came back, put it on my resume, uh, applied to this ABA agency, got hired immediately. Um, and I was sold within a couple months. Um, I understood the science. Um, it made sense to me. I made strong connections with my families and my clients. Um, and then I decided to go back to school to get my master's originally in school psychology. Same Um, actually. Yeah. Same story. Yes. Not the Peruvian part. Yeah. <laughs> the masters. Yeah. Yeah. So I started a school psychology program at National University. It was an in-person um, class, um, program. And there was an ABA program embedded in that program. Um, and so the uh, professor who was teaching it was just phenomenal, fantastic, and super cool. And so he inspired me to ditch the school psychology and go all in ABA. Um, but at the time, National University didn't have a sole, um, like a, a ABA program, single, sure. like a single ABA program. So um, I um, switched and I transitioned to um, ASU online. Mm-hmm. And I actually, none of my credits transferred. So I had to start all over. Um, So that means, uh, you know, I took the classes twice, kind of. That just means you were more, uh, more prepared. Honestly, I I really do feel that way. (laughs) I felt like I had an upper leg on when I started the course, because I already understood the material. Um, So yeah, it was pretty easy um, for the beginning. It was very project heavy, but anyways, I mean, that's not important. I graduated um, and in, and in the program, I realized you can apply ABA to other things outside of autism, specifically to fitness. And no I was, yeah, it was shocking. It was like a light bulb moment went off. And um, I was obviously very invested in my health and fitness journey during that time. I was very committed, you know, going, waking up at 5 a.m. to go to my CrossFit workout, meal prepping on the weekends, RBT. Um, I was an RBT for eight hours per day, coming home, uh, studying. So my schedule was already like um, prioritizing my nutrition and fitness. And so I was really motivated to um, create something within the health and fitness field after I graduated. And that's what I did after I graduated. <laughs> it, it sounds like your time in, in grad school sort of set you up for the entrepreneurial life with the um, you know beginning one road and starting another and then having a setback and flipping back over, right? You've taken the, you, you mentioned taking the classes twice, you left a job. Um, I'm sure a lucrative career as a, as a makeup artist and you traveled to kind of get your, your mind right and some experience. What a great way to double that down, which is an entrepreneurial thing, right? You, we, we try to do more than one thing at a time so we can be efficient with our time. It's just kind of the nature. Yes. 
it's it's interesting because I I mean I resemble that remark in so many ways, mm. and uh, it's cool to hear that from you know uh, just someone else that's doing something incredibly similar, uh, in their own awesome way. But I think it's it's really cool that you highlighted those parts uh, yeah. of, of your uh, journey and, you know, the fitness stuff. Uh, was that just like, were you, um, how to put this, was your fitness uh, super important to you just because you wanted it to be? Or was there, a, you know, um, another entrepreneurial reason for that? Or has uh, that just kind of always been a part of you? Just And so, well, um, yeah, it was. I was going through my own fitness journey. Um, yeah. The first, I would say, few years was focused on bodybuilding and um, was so focused on aesthetics that for me, um, that also developed some body dysmorphia and a mm -hmm. lot of obsession about how I looked. And so I kind of reached a point where I need I needed to do something else to get my focus off of my body. And so that's why I... Um, decided to do stuff like CrossFit because it is more performance based yes. and um, less about the way you look. And that was perfect because it led me to um, Olympic weightlifting. And then that led me to powerlifting. And so while I was in grad school, I had a lot of um, performance based fitness goals to focus on as I was focusing on improving other areas of my life, like my education and, you know, becoming a BCBA and advancing my career. Um, so like you said, I mean, all the, those commitments to myself really set me up very well, um, to do what I'm doing now, because I am now teaching other BCBAs to prioritize themselves in that space. Man, that's a soundbite. If I've heard one, that's uh, a, <laughs> that's a fantastic, um, synopsis i feel like you've told that before <laughs> no I, I really haven't <laughs> oh awesome i'm glad that well that just says that it comes so natural to you right so the the energy that comes so natural to you it, it exudes a, a, a confidence that you like to help people and that's yeah. that's really cool and you know we've talked off off air and you've shared a lot on other episodes about your own uh background so that kind of gives you an environment to come from empathy to help to help others and you know we're not going to focus on that here. We're going to focus yeah. on the awesome <laughs> stuff you're doing. And so I only, I only bring it up just to say that it, it sets the tone, you know, as, as we know, in behavior analysis, right. Your past yeah. doesn't really dictate. I, I don't like the term dictates future. I like the, the term informs. Sure. So, you know, cause we, even though it informs who we might be or might become, we still have the choices within those moments to act within that environment. Yeah. And so, you know, you've taken choices to run with an entrepreneurial spirit to do what you're doing now. And so, you know, path to goals has really been, I mean, as you just said earlier, you niche down again from, from path to gold to path to goals to identify and help other BCBAs. Uh, the reason why I, I stick on that point is because that's inadvertently one of the things I love doing as well. A lot of our clients happen to be in the field of ABA too. And when we initially created our first group, behavior analysts get fed, it was specific for behavior analysts only. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we amassed a good amount of people in there. And the really cool thing about it was we got a lot of the same type of responses. Uh, we actually did a survey when we first started. We had uh, 100 or 150 responses on the survey, which is really cool. But it essentially gave us data that suggested that most BCBAs, and this won't be any surprise to you, um, they work too much, they eat terribly, and mm -hmm. they don't spend enough time working on themselves. Yep. Um, and so to see somebody actually create a, 
a platform specific to them, not just the nutritional behavior approach. You know, uh, we all in the space that do similar things, we all know how to apply the ABA stuff to nutrition and kind of the overall deep health wellness thing. But yours is specific to a group of people that are very good at helping other people change their behaviors. And they're very, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tread lightly here. Those that I've interacted with, with a vulnerable conversation have admitted that they're, they have difficulties applying yeah. the same things to themselves. Oh my gosh. I get that old, every single client that I've had have, has for some reason felt the need to confess to me that they, um, you know, I, I'm a behavior analyst, but I just can't apply this to myself. And I have to tell them like, just because you're a behavior analyst does not mean that you're not human and that you're a robot and that you can just apply this to every, mm. like, do your, are your kids perfect? Are is your dog perfect? Is your husband perfect? Because I'm still trying to work on my husband. I'm trying <laughs> to work on my wife's <laughs> husband. <laughs> right. And on myself too. And like other, other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, no, like, you go into your job focusing on one thing and, you know, you're really great at being a behavior analyst for, you know, the population that you serve. And that is the time that you thrive in your professional environment. And outside of that, you know, you're struggling because the environment, your professional environment is not providing you the space to take care of yourself. Like it's, it's kind of, kind of set up in a way where you can't like physically or emotionally take care of yourself so it's almost as if there's some behavioral contrast going on there yeah interesting Mm, i know right (laughs) i i love the passion behind it i love the the concept that you bring to it let's um let's dive into that that drive that gets you going for helping other behavior analysts how uh how did you end up on the road of entrepreneurship and you know we were talking offline, uh, off air, however you want to say, before we recorded, we were talking a lot about, you know, how we started our own businesses and just how, where we are in the process. And, um, yours is very heavy on social media, which I love. Um, it's a new, it's kind of a new form, uh, what they're calling it, like the new form of media, you know, that's how people are doing the new stuff. And you have a great corner on it, uh, as somebody who's, who's doing it as well. Um, I don't know if the average person looks for the same things that we might look for, but, um, I, have been very impressed with your, your marketing. So, um, why don't you, uh, I know there's going to be a lot, you and I both, you probably more than me, but we get a lot of questions about how to get started, right? How does one start, uh, how to do this? And so outside of, you know, we've given recommendations from precision nutrition and all that stuff, you know, where we would go for the sort of the certification for more knowledge, but let's talk about that. If somebody specifically and talk about niching down, if somebody wants to specifically do a business that is solely online, how does one do that? How does one begin? How did you begin? Okay. Well, I'll start with how I began. Uh Um, So when I decided I wanted to do this, um, I decided that I wanted my business platform to be on Instagram. And so my business a platform, my Instagram handle used to be my personal handle. So I wiped out all of my pictures and I just started posting content didn't know what I was doing, but I just started, you know, posting pictures and talking about random things that interest me. This was before all of the cool features on Instagram. So there was no IGTV, there was no Instagram stories. There was none of that cool stuff on there. Um, there was, I was actually thinking about this today. I'm like all the terrible content that I used to post, but there was this point where I post, there was this one time where I posted nine one minute videos talking about 
I don't even remember what I was talking about, but I know nobody watched them. Like nobody has time to watch that, those many videos. And then I posted like a picture of my VIP on like my like fitness and nutrition goals. And like, it just it was just terrible. I don't know what I was doing on there, but I did have a really good friend who was extremely active and big on Instagram. Um, I say was because we're no longer friends anymore, but at the time we were very good friends. Um, and she would give me feedback a lot on, um, my content. And she would say, listen, like, I like your stuff, but this isn't what's people aren't going to pay attention to this. They're it's too long. It's too techie technical. I'm sorry. Um, you're speaking in terms that we don't, the general population doesn't understand. And so she would give me that feedback a lot. Um, and that was really difficult for me to translate what I was trying to communicate in simple, non-technical terms. And so that was like my first assignment for myself is learning how to create content that was just simple and easy to understand because my original mission was to disseminate the science to general population folks. Right. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like, yeah, that was, yeah, it's not, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it was hard uh, to do that, but over time, you know, I got better. I also started to do photo shoots. And the reason why I chose to do photo shoots was because again, I had nobody to look up to. I didn't, nobody in our field would seem to be doing what I wanted to do, which was market and sell biz like product or coaching on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I was basically imitating my friend who was very active and had a large following on Instagram and all of the other Instagram people that I liked and followed. So I was imitating what they were doing. Yeah. So that's why I went into the direction of investing in photo shoots. Um, but, you know, as I've learned about marketing, you don't really have to do all that, but, you know, I've just kind of stuck with it because I think it's part of my brand now. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, in the beginning of my Instagram journey, um, if you scroll all the way down, you'll see that I do, I used to do a lot of fitness photo shoots. So of me, like in the gym, lifting weights, like in my muscle shirts and that just wasn't really attracting the type of clients that I wanted. Uh, <laughs> I really didn't know what, again, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know like who I was speaking to. And so it was just very confusing. People thought I was a personal trainer and would ask if I offered personal training um, programs. And I would say, no, I'm not a personal trainer. And so, it, like I said, it took me a while to really figure out who I was speaking to, um, how to market myself, how to create images that made sense with captions that, you know, um, caught people's attention and, um, you know, provided value for, for my followers. So that was just a long beginning process. <laughs> well, that's kind of where it begins, right? I mean, well, yeah, obviously the beginnings where it begins, Clint, but the, uh, <laughs> water is wet, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> um, but the hardest part is, is getting going and you know, learning to walk is, is harder than walking. Yeah. Um, and now, but walking to keep with the analogy brings its own challenges, right? There are potholes yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny. I, cause we're, we're learning the same thing. We talked, you know, off air about that, where we started, kind of pencil and paper, just, um, a few months, well, started at my kitchen table for my own weight loss journey and then moved into posting memes, which was what got us started to get like, we posted ABA memes and, yeah. um, you know, people loved that and we got really good at it. And, um, 
Maybe that's how I need to start marketing again. Just doing some AB meetings. Yeah, why not? If yeah, it right? gets attention. If it works. And that's kind of the, the whole idea. Then you go through the, the I, think, I think one thing that we could head on here about the entrepreneurial side and to those that might be listening, wanting to do this, you know, we get, like we said, we get messages a lot about it. Um, you have to be okay with failure. That's, yeah. <laughs> you have to be really cool. You have to be okay with wrong. failure and not caring what people think about you for your presence online. I think that's a big one and one that I personally struggle with, but oh, at the same time, sure. you know, I would have like all of these like thoughts running through my mind, like, oh, I sound stupid or I don't make sense. Or, you know, I would post things on my stories and like, oh my God, like I'm, I look like such an idiot. And, but I would leave it on. <laughs> because yeah. it was important for me to just um, accept and tolerate those feelings I was going through because I knew that if I wanted to can make connections and build my business, I just had to put myself out there. It's never going to happen if I don't put myself out there and try to speak to my audience. So in the beginning, it was a lot of working through those um, internal conversations, like negative um, mm -hmm. self-beliefs. Yeah, good on um, lim limiting limiting beliefs. I think that's a, a massive term that's used. I've been hearing it a lot on, but I, I resemble that remark as well. So I know yours was the the Instagram game. We our our model starts with a podcast, mm -hmm. and so you know when I listen to fitness podcasts, and you know I feel like like I said offline, we've we've done pretty well for the uh, short amount of time we've been on, and you know, just being grassroots, like we, we yeah. just recently started doing consistent episodes. So that's been awesome. But um, all that said, you know, the little success that I've seen has been excited, excitable for me. And then I go listen to somebody, you know, like Brad Jensen from the key nutrition podcast or, or Sal and those guys from mm -hmm. mind pump. And I hear them talk about a casual, you know, Oh, we had 300,000 downloads this month. That was cool. And I just, it crushes me because I'm nowhere near that. But uh, that sin of comparison, man, it is, it'll strap you down. Yeah. And I, one of my mantras is, you know, a paraphrase of Skinner. Uh, there are no wrong answers, only learning opportunities. Yeah. And then, so now I look at my numbers. I look at my performance. I look at it as data, yeah. right? Okay. That episode didn't hit. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've poured my heart. There was an episode recently that I poured my heart into and mm -hmm. it, to, it made sense to like, I, it was something I needed. Yeah. But Everybody else was like, eh, I'll skip this one, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe. And, and I'm sure you get that with, you know, a post where you're like super passionate about a specific kind of topic that you're trying to relay. And it just doesn't, the numbers aren't there and it can be deflating. Yeah. Um, but it's also just, it's, it's interesting to even, I, I try to keep a, a, a bit of a, hum, um, a humble approach to it and think that, you know, you're, you're upset about numbers because people are consistently listening to you. Mm -hmm. and they're not listening to you as consistently as they do normally. And so you're really upset because you have a platform that people care about. And for some reason that one didn't hit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to me, it's just kind of like, okay, so even that was a flop in my, you know, as far as I'm concerned for success, but it tells me that people, you know, there's a message that we have that people are looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's completely possible. And I hope that if you're listening to it, you hear those words and, and you hear it for yourself. Like you, behavior analyst or you nutrition coach who, you know, we try to spit split, excuse me, time in both worlds to disseminate and marry the two worlds together. You know, we have a few listeners from both sides, mm -hmm. whatever your message is, 
people need to hear it. There's a lot of voices that are way too loud, um, you know, and there's not enough of them making sense. And yeah. so, you know, what- Well, I mean, there's even, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. Oh, no, please go uh, ahead. I mean, there's even folks who might not engage who are listening and who take your advice to heart. And that is something that I have really learned over the years. Let me say this. Most of my clients are people who have never engaged with me on my Instagram. And so that tells me that I am doing something right. And just because, and then at the, at the opposite side of it, there's people who engage with me all the time and never buy my services. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I'm just going to show up and keep doing what I'm doing because I know somebody is listening, (laughs) at least one person. (laughs) Yep, And that's, that's all you need to start. That's what I love. I I was just talking to one of my clients the other night and they were talking about, um, and I hope this person, if I'm going to be very vague, but if this person uh, Mm -hmm. understands who I'm talking to and they listen, I want you to know that you are very appreciated. And so um, one of my clients I was working with was uh, working with a, a committee of some kind. And on the committee, he talked to someone about this podcast. And he just told me um, that they had gone back to listen to every episode of the podcast, which by mm-hmm. the end of when this one releases, we'll be near 40, I think, oh, uh, cool. episodes. So it's really cool. But yeah. they had gone back within the last few weeks to listen to, to all of them, uh, if I'm understanding uh, my client correctly. So if that person who has gone back to listen um, is listening to this episode, which I hope you are. I want you to know this is a shout out for you specifically, oh. uh, because when things like that happen, it, I mean, we record this podcast in my, in my guest room, you know, yeah. and I work with people that, oh my gosh, you know, I'm talking to behavior chef and I don't say that for myself. Like it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not that right. cool. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just a dude. Yeah. I, I'm just another guy who's trying to do the same thing, but that tells me that the message that we bring is so impactful that, so if you're that person uh, out there um, that wants to do this kind of a thing, do it. Yeah. One person, I mean, you could change one person's life and that's enough. It's not yeah. about, you know, we, we talked about it off air. We don't do this for money. And unfortunately money is a necessity, but the mm-hmm. reason why we do this thing for an income is because we want to. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we want to help. Yeah, we also want to see our science do other things. Yes. <laughs> you know, that is like, I think, you know, as by like my main motivation, aside from helping other people is just, you know, uh, you know, applying the science that we know is so effective and so life-changing to other people who need it. And health and fitness is a space that clearly has a lot of missing pieces because the behavioral component is missing. Mm. Large, large. I mean, if, for those of you listening that want to back up that claim, mm-hmm. um, I, I have links to studies for you. You email yeah. me, I'll send them to you. 80% of the majority, 80, 80% of the majority, that doesn't make any sense. 80% of those in one meta study who had lost, and this is, this is replicated several times over, but 80% of those that had lost uh, 10% of their body weight, which is huge. That's a large amount of weight uh, within a year's time had gained back the same amount or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and it, it's systemic. It happens all the time. It's replicating happens all the time. Our country did quote Sada Stefano, um, who will be a, a guest eventually here on the show too. Um, but to, to quote him, the America doesn't have a weight loss problem. We have a weight loss retention problem yeah. and that falls into the behaviors. And I love like, I'll, you know, a little insights, our program, I, someone typically comes to me and they say, Hey, I'm ready to lose weight. Okay. 
we start there and you know something that does we're a little bit different than most and i we didn't talk about this so i don't know if this is a component of yours but we we have a values component to our our uh, intake assessment so we we funnel your values your goals and then we create outcomes based on your values and usually the goal is you know to lose weight the overall goal is to lose weight but then we start looking at all these other areas like you know sleep and social emotional uh, uh cooking ability like all these other things and we realize like oh hey uh, we get going, we, 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 we start macros because we do want to track things and, and make sure we're doing things we're supposed to. But as we're going a few weeks in, nobody's even talking about the scale, right? Nobody's talking about weight loss because we are changing that environment mm-hmm. around them. And then what happens? Oh, Hey, my shirt fits better. I've lost five pounds. I've, I don't care as much now, but that's happening too. That's pretty cool. And what's the secret sauce, Shante? secret shot our secret sauce is probably the same as yours it's an environment that supports behavior change yeah yeah and even like not even just like um just losing weight by accident but it's like the confidence that they feel around the skills that they have learned i think that's like the biggest thing aside from weight loss it's you know a lot of times the reason why weight loss isn't important anymore is because they overall feel better mm-hmm. they feel more energized they feel more confident in the kitchen they feel more consistent and um at that point it's like well I, maybe i don't need to lose those last 10 pounds because i just feel so awesome or because i you know feel confident in my nutrition choices and know what to get when i go out with friends and family things like that mm-hmm. that's our end goal as well is to mm-hmm work on that biomarker feedback and that flexibility. That way you're, you're not reliant on, I don't want you to have to use my fitness pal forever. I don't want you to have to use hand portion sizes forever. I want you to use the, I want you to know how to use them in case you get out of season where you need to right? yeah. like, Oh man, you know, I've, I put on some holiday weight, but that was a good Christmas. Yeah. All right. Now let's go ahead and track for a few weeks and dial back down and then forget about it and go on with life. You know, that's what we want to leave you with that sustainable behavior yeah. change. Yeah. Uh, I get really impassioned about this part. I can tell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it can be a bit, a bit overwhelming at times. Uh, but I know I can see it in you too. That's, I mean, that's literally your platform is, yeah. Hey, th- this isn't so hard. And if you guys don't follow Shantae on, uh, on uh, Facebook too, but specifically Instagram, um, you should, because, you know, she's active in, in her um, stories all the time about her daily intake and she's showing you everything she's doing, but also like some really bomb recipes. Yeah, uh, I share recipes and yeah, I, if you follow me on my stories, I'm on my stories every single day, just sharing a bunch of random things, mostly about like, just like my life, like what I eat, what my macros are, um, random tips. Um, like today I was, um, on my way to have lunch with my parents and I talked about how to navigate nutrition when you're with friends and family, because I know that's something that some people worry about is sticking to their uh, meal plan when they're with perhaps friends and family who don't understand or don't eat the same way, the same as they do. And so I talked about setting expectations. So letting them know about your goals and just telling them what's up and being excited about it and don't hide it or be embarrassed about it. Just letting them know like, Hey, like, just FYI, like I might not be able to eat all of the things that are there, but you know, I'm working towards these nutrition goals. I'm really excited about it. Um, and I kind of shared that, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. So, um, a couple of weeks ago, well, I actually just started working with a coach myself. So I let my parents know like, Hey, 
Um, just FYI, I started working with a coach. Um, and so I'm tightening up on my nutrition. Um, that doesn't mean I'm restricting. It just means like, I'm probably going to be focused more on like cleaner foods, like, you know, mm -hmm. like vegetables and meats and things like that. And less, um, you know, I just want to be able to hit my macros more consistently. Yep. And, um, so I just let them know. And so that's kind of like what I was sharing in my post today and also reframing the way you think about setting boundaries with friends and family, because a lot of people go into these situations, um, feeling like they're missing out or that they're never going to be able to have a good meal or alcohol or dessert with their friends and family again, versus like, okay, I'm focusing on this goal. And at this specific time, I'm really going to just like stick to my meal plan and, you know, eat good food and, you know, not drink, let's say perhaps. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean like this is a forever thing. I'm just focusing on a, a specific goal right now. And so that's kind of, those are the types of tips I'm kind of giving on my stories. I'll just hop on there and like give random tips for the day, something like that. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's everything that goes into a program. Yeah. Um, and that's the cool thing <laughs> about a coach is like, I tell everybody all the time, everything we do with you is Googleable. Yep. You, know, you can, yep. you can look up all this stuff. There's great websites. I will give you the resources. It's, it's not, um, it's not the resources not you're paying for. Yeah. No, no, it's the application. Exactly. Right? It's and the that, safe, that, safe place to apply. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's the thought process that I have for little, for, um, not only my nutrition and health, but for entrepreneurship, like mm -hmm. I don't have time to sit and Google and research, how to market on Instagram and how to, you know, make sales and how to write captions. I don't have time for that. Who can I pay to teach me that? That I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm all for hiring a coach for everything. I just, it's, I'm, it's time that I'm saving. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, you're paying for something with something. Yeah. Rather paying for time or equity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of those, like I, we've, we've fallen into that ourselves with our, Trek with Behavior Chef, and I'm very excited to share, you know, where, where we've been and all that good stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's the same concept, right? You just have to choose at the moment, which is, is more valuable. Yeah. Is it more valuable to go ahead and do the free stuff and figure it out and see what happens? Or, you know, are you paying for it? It's the same thing with, you know, you could use my fitness pal and they can give you a, a caloric intake based on your information and you can try for that. And that may work. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, how often are you bouncing back to my fitness pal for the same intake? Right. right? And so maybe it's time if that's you, if you, like we, we, we work with yo-yo dieters a lot uh, mm -hmm. because I, I created a program for yo-yo dieters because I am a yo-yo dieter. You know, I am, yeah. I am in recovery of yo-yo dieting. Uh, right. but, but now the difference between yo-yo dieting and eating what I want is flexibility. Yes. Um, I know, you know, I've talked about it. Like when we order pizza, we order a smaller version you know, mm -hmm. comes with a salad. Like it's, that's, it's always with it, you know, and I make room for it that day. You know, if we're yeah. going to have it, like, it's okay. I'm going to go over carbs a little bit. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy time with my wife. Uh, yeah. Actually just saying that now, that's exactly what's waiting for me after this podcast is, is, oh. is done recording. Uh, you know, that's, but that's an example. I've, I've, I've gotten that question before. How, how are you losing weight yourself consistently and still being able to eat pizza? It's because I, I subscribe it to my macros. That's exactly yeah. how. Yeah. You, Not you that hard. You eat pizza and take data. Duh. You pizza take data. Yeah. That's what the shirt says, uh, which I don't know if by the time this is out, the, the store will be launched, but we are, uh, we are launched in our little peril line sometimes. Oh, so sweet. Pizza take I'll be looking stuff. for that. That's right. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have some affiliate programs and Shante will be the first yes. one. <laughs> Sounds I don't, good. 
I don't know that that's true, but I'm sure there's a shirt in there somewhere, uh, <laughs> at least. So, you know, I've we've we've had a pretty cool conversation here, and and when this airs, um, I hope it's very you know beneficial for those uh, that get to hear it. I'd like to before we start wrapping up, I, I'd like to. This is my this is where I get to have fun and kind of put the guests on the spot just a little bit and ask I, if there were like three tips that you wanted to give somebody starting out, uh, like a BCBA coming over to the entrepreneurial side of health and fitness. What's your, off the top of your head, what's the best three you can think of right now? Or two or one, whatever, but like, what's the best? <laughs> um, this is the fun part. <laughs> the best three tips, um, I, I guess, well, I guess I can only speak to Instagram because that's mm-hmm. where I know and like, that's where my business is, is um, marketed at. Um, so if you're trying to build your business on Instagram, um, put yourself out there and be creative as possible and don't be so serious. Like it's a, it's Instagram at the end of the day, have mm-hmm. fun with it, have, be creative with it. Um, have fun with your images and your posts and share, um, share real stories. I think, um, people really connect when you share, your history, when you share what you're passionate about, when you stand for something, um, that's where people are going to really trust you and want to hear more of what you have to say. Um, I remember I, the turning point, one of the turning points on my Instagram story was when I did share my history with drugs and alcohol. There was one, um, post specifically where I was very truthful and raw. And, um, I shared some pretty, specific details about that moment in my life. And it was the most saves, the most shares. I was getting text messages from my mom and from my uh, mother-in-law who read that post. And it, like, I was getting tons of messages in my DMs about it. And from there, I think I was like, all right, I need to share more about who I am, like who I was, who I am now, my personal life. Like the people are going to see me less as like a person trying to sell them stuff and and just a person that they can relate to. Right. And so, um, that's what I would say is my, my, one of my tips is if you're going to market yourself as a business on Instagram, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and share your personal story as well. That's awesome. I think that's, that's a fantastic way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, I mean, that's really the only one you need to get started. So I'm not going to ask you for three, one, (laughs) One. I mean, I can enough. share. I can share some other ones if you want more. Text. I'm. I think that's that's Good. enough okay. for them to get going. Uh, I just always say three because that's always what popped into my head. But sometimes sure. more concise is better. Yeah. Um, but, but speaking about you, um, this is the spot where I like to give you guys the floor, man. So if you're listening and you're really vibing with what Shante is saying, listen up to this part because this is where you're going to find her. This is what she's got going on. This is what she's got for you. So, Shante, take it away. Tell us what you got going on. Okay, so just the past two months, I have um, refocused my business to uh, be a behavioral nutrition coaching company specifically for behavior analysts. And I just hired on an assistant coach uh, a couple of months ago, who is also a behavior analyst. She is awesome. Her name is Denise. You can find her at Denise underscore BCBA. Um, she's also a full-time program director at an agency and working for me as well. So no she, yeah. And she is like, 
amazing with uh, self-care, fitness, nutrition. She's an amazing cook, um, great content creator. Um, and so some of the services that we have for BCBAs are the path to behavior change, which is a program specifically to help BCBAs prioritize their nutrition, learn how to plan their meals, learn how to eat more frequently. Um, but also we focus on movement and we also focus on improving your sleep and stress management. So it's like a holistic approach to help BCBAs improve their health and prioritize themselves and reduce burnout at work. Love it. Um, the second program that we offer is the Path to Macro-Based Nutrition. This program is specifically for folks who have the foundational uh, skills and habits down and are ready to advance to more um, aesthetic-based goals. So yeah. if you already have, if you don't need like the more like intensive one-on-one -on -one and you really just need like macros, cardio recommendations, um, and feedback from your coach, um, specifically for like fat loss or building muscle or um, sports performance, that's what that package is for. Um, and the third thing we offer is the, the path to gold membership community. And this is for folks who are either not ready for the intensive one-on-one -on -one and who just need a community to connect with other BCBAs for accountability and for connection to focus on all of our individual health and fitness goals. Um, I just launched the program last week. So we have about 11 members so far, plus our one-on-one -on -one coaching clients have access to it too. So total, we have about 25 people. Um, but this program's cool because we're going to have monthly cooking classes by assistant coach Denise, um, group coaching classes every month and behavior change challenges starting in January. <laughs> Did that you hear sounds... my dog? Is that what that was? That's funny. Yeah, that was my dog coughing up something. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hopefully the little one's okay. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> so, so you guys have, if you, if you didn't catch that, they have three levels of intensity yes. for you. So they have a level of one-to-one -one where you're diving all in. One yeah. that's a little bit, uh, you know, if your toe's not ready to go in the water yet, you're just around the pool, go ahead and get in that community. And then they've got one that, you know, if you can already swim, they're just going to be the lifeguard on the side and make sure you're, you're doing all right. Oh, uh, I love your analogies. Okay. Take them. That's, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm good at sometimes is the yes. alliteration. The oh, I like that a lot. Go for it. So you're either, you're not ready for the pool, you're learning how to swim, or you just need some guidance. There that's, you go. Uh, Love that's it. what they're doing um man this has been an awesome episode it's been a long time coming we've been talking about this for months i know thank you for uh, you know having me on and asking me to be on here i feel very honored i feel like uh well i mean i say this often but this this feels like it's ringing true i, I feel like there's um, a continual uh episode here kind of a you know a, uh, a check-in uh episode here and there so uh, okay this won't be the last time shante is on i can tell you guys that for sure Sweet. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll check in, um, in, you know, in a few months and see how things are booming. I can't wait to see how things transfer and transition as yes. they have already for you wow. and where they're going to be. It's, it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys, uh, guys and gals, y'all know where to find us uh, at behavior chef on all, uh, socials, behaviorchef.com at path to goals go. Yes. At path at, to goals at the path to goals, the path to goals. Excuse me. <laughs> this will all be in the show notes too. Um, the path to goals.com. Yes. Okay. And that's Instagram. I believe you are on Facebook as well, but Instagram mainly. Yeah. Facebook. I'm still, I'm still trying to don't look yeah. me up on Facebook, just no. on Instagram. That's where I'm at. <laughs> go, in, go Instagram, go to the website, check her out yeah. there. 
um as uh, i know tony's not here so i'll say it for him but as the shirt says you can't see it because this is audio but as always eat pizza take data we'll see you guys next time Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Behavior Chef Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Behavior Chef Podcast.